Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey everybody and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, it's Happy New Year. I'm excited for this. This is uh, I'm excited for 2021. I don't think anything magical is going to happen in 2021. Like <laughs> we still all have kind of the same problems that we had in 2020, but it's a new year, it's a new beginning. It's like this time that we use to create turning points in our lives, and I really think that 2021 is going to continue to be another amazing year for me and my family, you know, personally for us. This is uh, the last year has been extraordinary. I know it's been very trying for a lot of people. I know that COVID has really put people in in a bind this this last year, but for us, notwithstanding all of the very extraordinarily difficult circumstances of the last year, we've thrived and we're so grateful for it and we feel so blessed. And so I'm I want to give you guys something that you can take into 2021 a small, just three things that you can do to change your life this year. And they're all around habits. This is this is about creating a new habit, creating new things in your life that you want done. And the three tools that I'm going to give you are, first, make it doable every time. Second, attach your goal to something you already are doing. And third, create and believe in I am statements. And if you don't know how all of that is going to work, stick around. We're going to go through it. But first, I want to start by addressing something that I often hear with my clients and I hear it with my kids. I hear it with my kids like so much. And it's literally one of my least favorite phrases in the world. It's, I can't. Uh, we often say things like, I can't do this or I can't stop doing that. or uh, you know. And really what we're saying is we're not capable, which is another way of saying we don't have agency. When I hear you know my clients say, I can't stop overeating or I can't stop looking at pornography, they are saying, I don't have agency to do this. They're actually abdicating their agency. And I want to talk really quickly about what agency is. Agency is knowing what's right and wrong. Now, this is not just, you know, the the quintessential, you know, good and evil, or these are the commandments and these are not the commandments. Knowing what's right and wrong is about understanding what is it that you believe is good and right for you in your life and what you don't want in your life anymore. If once you can understand those two things, once you can actually put those two things together and say, okay, you know, for me, I'm someone who likes to watch football on Sundays. Whereas, you know, I know people who are like, no, watching football on Sundays is wrong. That's not really the point, right? The point is what's right for you and what's what's not right for you. What do you want in your life and what do you not want in your life? And when you know what you want in your life, then you can start building towards it. The second thing that you have to have to have agency is consequences. You have to have the natural consequences of your actions. So if it's I watch football on Sundays, well, that might mean that 
I don't spend as much time with my family on on Sundays. So you have to know what those consequences are and you have to be willing to own them and, and have them in your life. Those are the results usually in our lives, right? The last thing is the ability to choose. And this ability to choose is, is where that I can't phrase usually comes in. Uh, I often give this example when I talk to my clients. It's, you know, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we don't drink coffee. And the example I often give is, you know, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, you're a Mormon, you can't drink coffee. And you've heard me talk about this on the on the podcast before. You would probably respond to them in, you know, in a way that is, I can, but I choose not to. Something similar to that, right? And when that's the way that you believe your choices are, right? They are things that you can do, but you maybe choose not to, or you do choose to do them. Then you're fully accepting your agency. You, you fully have that ability to choose. And this is something that we often run into when it comes to things like pornography, right? I can't stop looking at pornography or habits that we want to, to do, which is, oh, I can't do 50 push-ups. I can't eat as healthy as I want to because X, Y, and Z, right? And, and recognizing that our agency is fully integrated and fully a component of the choices that we're making is essential to creating new habits and building the life that we want to build. And if any of these three components are missing, then you don't actually have agency, right? If you don't know what the difference between right and wrong is, if you don't know, you know, if the consequences don't exist or you don't have the ability to choose, then you don't actually have agency. And a lot of us have in our heads this laundry list of things we can't do. And I want to give you three key things to help you deal with that list and to start doing the things that you want to do. And more importantly, these three things will help you become the person that you want to be. They're going to help you start to build the person, the human, that you have been trying to build your whole life. And because this is so important and because I really want these things to stick for you, we're not going to talk about five things or ten things. We're just going to talk about just these three things. If you want to create permanent change in your life, if you want to create a new habit, these three things, if you can implement these three very simple things in your life over the next month, two months, over the next course of the next year, it's going to make an enormous amount of difference, right? So let's start with the first one. Make it a doable goal every single time, right? So make it something that you can actually do every single time. I like the example of being able to do push-ups. This is something I did. I had a very, uh, <laughs> I really wanted to be stronger. And I thought, you know what? I should be able to just do 50 push-ups in a day. That should be easy. So rather than making my goal to do 50 push-ups, I made my goal to do one push-up. All I was going to do was one push-up. And I know that sounds like, oh, you're never going to make it if your goal is only one push-up. But I want you to be aware that one push-up is 100% doable. It's almost 100% doable for almost 100% of people. So unless you are you know, morbidly obese or extraordinarily weak, then doing one push-up is not usually an insurmountable goal. It's, it's actually totally 100% doable. And when you're going to go do it, all you have to do is one. So in that moment, you don't have to think, oh, I got, I got to do 10 minutes worth of doing this. I, do I have 10 minutes? No, it's just, it's just one. It's just one push-up, right? Uh, for instance, if you want to be a runner, right, this is a very simple goal. The goal is to put on your shoes, right? That's the only goal here. There's no extra things. It's not like put on your shoes and it's just, just to get your shoes and socks on. That's it. That's all we're doing, right? We're putting on our shoes. 
if you wanted to eat healthier, this is a really good one. Uh, all you have to do is write what you're eating once a day. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. You just have to write it down. This simplicity, the simplicity that you see in these goals is so simple, so easy, so doable that the time involved and the effort involved are completely 100% within your capacity to do every time. Makes it makes it easy, right? So the second thing that you need to do, so we, now we know what our goal is. It's very simple goals. It's very doable goals. It's very tiny goals. I like the idea of tiny goals. Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habit, talks about making these goals tiny and doable, right? Now, the second thing is to attach that goal to something you're already doing. So for instance, let's go back to the 50 push-ups. One of the things that I did was I did push-ups after I went pee every day. So I said, okay, I'm going to do one push-up every time I go to pee. The thing about doing pee push-ups is, and and I didn't come up with this idea on my own. I actually heard heard about it from someone else who uh, learned it from a researcher, but the idea behind this is it's it's extraordinarily simple, right? You're going to pee a number of times a day. If you can do one push-up every single time you go pee as a as a you know an attachment, right? Then a couple of things are going to happen. You're going to do more than one push-up in a day, and you're going to start driving towards that long-term goal of being able to do 50 push-ups. And you'll probably end up doing two or three. Like once you're down there, you'll probably keep going. And, you know, one of the reasons why I particularly like push-ups is because you can do them anywhere, right? All you need is the floor, and most of the time we're standing on the floor, right? And when you're doing pee push-ups, even if it's in a public restroom, it's not like you're not going to wash your hands afterward anyway. So the idea of doing push-ups anywhere you go, you know, one push-up at least, and when you're down there, you're probably going to do two or seven or, you know, eventually I got to the point where I was doing probably 25 push-ups every time I went pee. So I was doing a lot. I think I got up to 250 push-ups in a day. That was how effective this habit was for me. Uh, you know, if you're doing running, if, if it's like, okay, I really want to be a runner, the thing that you will want to attach that goal of putting your shoes on to is the very first thing you do in the morning. So you've got your shoes, you put them out at night, You every time you take your feet out of your bed, you put your feet in your shoes. That's it. Very first thing. It's as simple as that. Well, now you're most of the way there. You got your shoes on. You might as well put on some pants and a shirt and off you go. This is the thing about these tiny goals is they're catalyzers. They're not actually the, the end result that you're looking for. They are things that catalyze your movement in that direction. They make it easier to keep going. Once you, and we're all familiar with the principle of inertia, well, once we break the inertia we and we're already going in that direction, it's a lot easier to keep going. Uh, food journaling. So if I want to be healthier, that's my goal. My tiny goal is going to be to write once a day every single thing that I'm eating. Then right as I sit down, so the moment I sit down, before I pick up any of the food or before I pick up my fork or anything, I write what it is that I'm that I'm eating. So now I have this tiny habit built into a component of what I'm already doing. And they call this habit bundling. They call it a number of things. But the idea here is to attach it to something you're doing already. You're attaching push-ups to every time you go pee. 
That's a habit you have every single day. So you don't have to come up with a new habit. You're attaching to an existing habit already. When you get out of bed in the morning, that's already a habit. You don't have to create a new habit to start running. Uh, when you sit down to eat, you're, that's already a habit. You don't have to create a new habit to eat, right, and to eat right. So the idea here is we're attaching to things that are already happening in your life, which creates, again, this capacity to overcome the inertia in your life of the habits that you want to, to create. The third thing, and this, I think, is the actually most important item on this list. Creating change means creating and believing in new I am statements, right? So one of the things that I hear from my clients is I'm an addict. I hear this from people. I'm fat. I hear this from everyone that I work with has an I am statement that is keeping them from doing what it is that they really want. It's keeping them believing something and searching for evidence in something that is not who they want to be. And the change that we want, the real change, is most effective when it is who we are and not what we're doing. And what I mean by that is I'm a push-up fanatic. Like, I love doing push-ups. It's great, right? Or I'm a runner. Or I'm a healthy eater. How many of you know someone who's a vegan or a vegetarian? They will tell you. There's no question. It is a part of their identity. They do it. That is who they are, right? And you don't have to be doing it all the time. Honestly, you don't have to even be consistent at it. We all know somebody who, who's like, yeah, I'm a hunter, <laughs> right? They like to go hunting, but they haven't been hunting in over four years because life just is. And so the idea here is you don't have to necessarily be doing that thing every single day. But you do have to begin to believe that that's who you are. And the thing that you are doing will start to become more and more relevant in your life. Those people who believe they're hunters, they will make time to go hunting. People who believe that they're healthy eaters, they make space to eat healthy in their lives. People who are like, I'm a runner. They make time and space and put energy into being a runner. That's the key here. So when it comes to building a new habit, begin by starting to ask yourself, who am I when this is what I do? If you want to start a new habit of reading your scriptures every day, maybe you start need to start by talking to yourself like, I'm a scriptorian. I may not be the best scriptorian out there, but I'm a scriptorian. This is something that I believe I am. And then you start to build from there with these tiny habits attached to something that you're already doing. All right, my friends, listen, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for the new self-mastery membership. I don't know if you've heard about it. We just launched it. It's amazing. And I'm excited for all the change that gets to come in a year and all the, you know, the new beginnings. I'm excited for all those people who are starting something that will be the last time they start that thing and it becomes who they are in the long run. And I hope that that is you. I hope that is you this year. I challenge you. I admonish you. I, I implore you. And I would love to hear what it is that you're doing. Reach out to me on uh, Instagram, uh, zackspafford.selfmasterycoach. That's my Instagram handle. Go to my website. Just tell me what it is that you are changing about you. Tell me who you are this year. I would love to hear from you. Darcy would love to hear from you. 
You guys, we love you. We're so, so, so excited about this coming year and about all the amazing stuff that is going to be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Feel free to review us on iTunes. That's how people find us. If you would love to share this with your friends or your family, whatever, we'd love to be shared. And if you want somebody to come and speak to your ward and say, hey, this is what it's really like to not be a pornography user anymore, reach out to me. I'd love to have that conversation with you or your bishop or whoever so I can share this message that there is hope and that there is change available to you. With the right tools and the right systems in place, you can start to become the master of yourself, the person that you have always wanted to be. All right, you guys, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great year. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Imagine you sitting next to your loved one and no longer bogged down by the greatest trial of your life. Each month, I offer a free webinar that you can attend where you can get your questions answered about how you can break free from pornography use. Take a moment now and go to the website, zackspafford.com slash free call, and you can sign up for free. You don't want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to ask questions, learn a new skill, and even get coached live if you like. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.